Craig and I'm Arthur. I'm Donovan. I like that you hit the classic in Sometimes you just got to go with what you know. And what I know this evening is being Paul Anka, kind of, is doing like old school television announcer. Arthur, for the folks at home, who is Paul Anka? He was a television guy. One of those, you know, like Rod Roddy. Uh, <laughs> keep listening. Keep listening. Announcer of, for uh, for um, Price is Right for about a million years. Uh, Johnny Gilbert was the announcer for Jeopardy. Uh, I can't remember what Paul Anka did. Now you got me Googling shit in the intro. Hold on. Paul Anka. And he said a whole bunch. I don't know any of those names. Oh, fuck. He was a singer. What the hell? I've got it all wrong. Apparently he was a singer. Paul Anka? Yeah. Oh, all right. Sorry for the false information up front, folks. (laughs) We front loaded this with some fake news to keep you on your toes. Sometimes you got to keep them guessing. That's true. I will leave you, humble listener, guessing no longer. Uh, (laughs) I will reveal to you the identity of our guest this week. It's Aaron Thorpe of Adam Pod and Trailbillies. Aaron, welcome. Hey, what's up, y'all? Thanks for having me on. How's it going? Yeah, how's it going? Uh, It's going good. Uh, Going all right. In pandemic times, uh, being isolated Mm -hmm. from humanity, but you know. Going all right is kind of is kind of what you can hope for. When it's that, I'm like, okay, I'm living fucking life right now, dude. There's no pit in my stomach right now. Oh, high rolling. No, I'm I'm alive enough to uh, have debt and uh, incredible depression, and uh, I guess that's better than being dead. So, hell yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we we feel it. We've talked we've talked a good amount about about mental health uh, on here. We for a while were kind of counting down to when it would be the darkest day before yeah. it starts getting lighter. So yeah. we're finally on the fucking upswing of that. Uh, but b- both of us suffer from some of the old, the our old friend D Prezi, uh, especially <laughs> especially while isolated like this. Yeah. Uh, uh, if, if this isn't too deep, too early, there's a. Oh, people don't cancel me for this. Fuck you. I don't care. I love this book, <laughs> Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace. Oh, for this sure. line. There's this line in that book where he's talking about depression, because that's what uh, part of the book is about. And he says, uh, the wing of the thing too big to see rising. And uh, that's depression. I've always felt that sort of creep. You know what I mean? Like, it, mm. I guess it is that cartoon cloud, you know what I mean? And, and cartoons that uh, suddenly comes over a uh, character and starts raining when uh, everything else out is like bright and sunny. So it's like a positive note perspective, I guess, you know. I really got to read Infinite Jest. Uh, I only know that it's it's very it's a fairly complicated read if I'm if I'm yeah. remembering correctly. Yeah. Uh, and I saw a meme one time that said we cannot, as a society, allow Hideo Kojima to read Infinite Jest. Oh, he'll make a fucking insane video game out of it that will be probably amazing, but with horrible mechanics and won't make any fucking sense. And uh, <laughs> that's what you expect from uh, Kojima. So that'd be, I guess, that would be appropriate, right? <laughs> Uh, Aaron, would you like to tell the folks what it is you do on your pods, on your various pods? Like what, what, what kind of stuff you get up to? Yeah, sure. Uh, with my pod, Adam pod, uh, a time of monsters. I, uh, it's kind of about our descent into barbarism. Right. And, um, Mm. I talk to, uh, writers and organizers and academics and journalists and just, you know, podcasters, I guess, like thinkers 
on the radical left about like how we can get the hell out of it. So it is very much of a sort of, I mean, I call myself a doomer, but I try to end every episode on a asking my guest about, well, what can we do about this problem? And I've uh, spoken to people like uh, Matt Chrisman, uh, Glenn Greenwald and Malika Jabali. And I got a couple dope interviews uh, coming up soon. I actually talked to Q anonymous, uh, Q non anonymous recently, Julian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was tight about the Society of the Spectacle. So uh, I'm excited for that. And Trillbillies, of course, uh, which is a Kentucky-based uh, podcast. My comrades, Tanya, Terrence, and Tom. Uh, we just kind of talk about, like, I guess, I don't know, shit that's going on. It's not, you know, I don't want to say it's like a, yes, I guess it's a comedy show, right? But it's just like, you know, four folks that are fed the fuck up. <laughs> and, you know, just talking about, uh, from the Deep South, just talking about, uh, fucked up shit and making people laugh so yeah uh i'm sure you've gotten this question twelve hundred thousand times yeah. uh but i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask it to you again what's what is the most difficult part about being a leftist in the south uh i guess i think i'm originally from new york so before i moved here i had preconceived notions about the south you know what it was that uh everyone there was uh white people were racist uh mm-hmm. that uh black people and this is like also being a lib right that black folk just not maybe didn't work hard enough you know were uh maybe complaining too much about um you know their treatment and you know this is also like forgive forgive me you know i was a fucking lib too you know um mm-hmm. and uh i guess the the misconception that i mean the civil war started here right i mean it was a reaction or not not a you know right wing reaction but it was a uh, resistance to slavery. And even though it was a moralistic venture on behalf of the North, I mean, you had like slaves that escaped, you know, um, refused to work and escaped to fight for the union army. So I guess what I'm saying is uh, if the revolution is going to happen, it's going to happen down here. And uh, there mm. shouldn't be preconceived notions like I had about um, the organizing capabilities of, uh, you know, comrades in the South. So. For sure. It's a, it gets overlooked as a region, yeah, you know, exactly. combination of uh, it's just kind of like the, the white trash stereotype as, as well down there. Exactly. And with you talking about kind of like the, the lib worldview on that stuff, uh, you know, obviously there's the, there's the inherent classism in that. And that's, that's been something I, I lived in Arkansas for five years when, when I was mm-hmm. a kid and it's kind of been weird. And then uh, Nashville as an adult, it's kind of been weird moving from like having that whole preconceived notion and stereotyped and assuming all these things to being like, oh, like I've met a lot of cool fucking left people down there met, you know, it's, uh, you, you, there's no reason to write off an entire segment of the country. That just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. It, it pisses me off, like, especially on Twitter uh, when you see like, you know, liberals uh, blue check libs they'll go like oh we should just like defund the south right like i mean they would all you know nuke the fucking south you know what i mean like and it's just like dude like what i realized is that like black folk and white folk have been living down here for so fucking long and of course there's that racial antagonism right in the undertone but it's also like you know the biggest concentration of like poor people in the country you know what i mean so yeah. it's like, yeah, man, I, that solidarity has always been here. And you know, we just need to do a better fucking job of like, you know, uh, bringing that back up before we get a more Marjorie Taylor Greens. Fucking 
psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she is a delight, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, I have interesting. I mean, maybe we'll bring it up, but um, since this is about relationships, I did mm-hmm. a I did a, a premiere premium episode for Adam Pod about Marjorie Taylor Greene, and me and my comrade uh, did some research on her, and she's had extra marital affairs. Uh, one one person who I've met who is a communist, like he's an anarcho communist. Interesting. She's, and he's also the heir to a uh, to Cox Communications, which is a uh, you know fucking media company. You know what I mean? Down here in the south, and um. Yeah, he's like a fucking billionaire, but a class trader, and she fucked him. So, uh, damn. Maybe listen to that episode. That's a plug. I mean, hey, yeah. live in the way of Christ, though. Just yeah. like Mary cheated on Joseph with our beautiful yeah. Lord and Savior per- to produce <laughs> yeah. uh, Jesus, the miniature Lord and Savior. So she does the same in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, Armin, you know, I had. Of- no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I I was gonna say that I hadn't considered that it was it was her cheating on Joseph with God, but I guess the the alternative would be that she didn't consent, which is also fucked up. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> well, 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 well. I'll put it this way: we're all born in sin or of sin, you know. Mm. Like not even just in a you know Christian sort of like allegorical way, but like I don't know, I don't know, man. Like I think about a atoms and shit colliding in the way that like our bodies are compositionally held together it's all it's all about reaction you know it's all about like opposite you know what i mean like uh uh, uh components of you know material reality literally you know atoms and shit so it's like yeah man uh we're born in a a painful terrible situation and then we live a mostly terrible painful life and Maybe you find love, which we'll talk about, you know, relationships, and uh, you fucking die, man. And then you go back to Earth, and the whole fucking shit starts over again, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Philosophy. Have, uh, yeah. No. Have, have you found love? And and I asked this by way of asking uh, our traditional guest question. Mm. Uh, what is your most embarrassing or perhaps just stupid or fucked up dating or relationship experience on your on your quest to find love? What's the biggest speed bump so far? Hmm. Uh, I've thought about this. You guys asked me about this and I've thought about it. And there were kind of a few, but I think I think like one maybe I'll share with people that I'm a, a little bit a little bit self-conscious about. But uh, after my pops died, right, uh, I lost all my hair. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. My hair fell out, out of stress, right? I literally tore my hair out the night that he died. And uh, yeah, it was it was terrible. It was a terrible like experience and traumatic experience, right? Um, not just the death, but sort of that physical, uh, just the stress of your body expressing it physically, right? Yeah. Um, as Especially as someone who's also like regarded, always regarded himself as like handsome, you know, not bad looking, you know what I mean? Anyway, oh uh, yeah, I started. Yeah, yeah, I'm still hot, <laughs> by the way. But yeah, it's so. so <laughs> Todd is like hot gang, rise up, hot <laughs> gang, rise up, let's go, yeah, <laughs> fellas. Not kidding. So yeah, uh, <laughs> so I uh, I ended up like uh, sort of you know shaving it sometimes, and sometimes I wouldn't. Anyway, one night I went out with a comrade of mine, a friend, and we went to some after hours place in uh, Atlanta and uh, East Atlanta Village, and I met this girl who. Um, was incredibly like beautiful and like smart and funny and shit. And um, that night we didn't hook up, but like, you know, I had a hat on that night. It was cold. You know what I mean? So like 
and we were kind of drunk and I knew nothing was going to happen. It was like a situation where like, yo, I'll see her another time. You know, I have a number. And uh, the next time I saw her, uh, we ended up spending the day at this bar, this bar that I love and chatting and even talking a little like politically, you know, and uh, Mm -hmm. she was a little bit there. You know what I mean? Uh, You got to go easy, though. You know, like, don't be don't just because you're a fucking leftist dude feel like, you know, you have some moral high ground and you're just fucking going in there, like get some fucking pussy and like just bombard people with shit they don't give a fuck about. You know what I mean? Don't fucking (laughs) do that. That's advice number one, right? Don't be a fucking asshole. Um, I try not to bring up Zizek on dates, but sometimes. No, no, I mean, like, you know, like Stalin is like maybe the sixth or seventh. No, I'm kidding. I'm not not a fucking Stalinist. Okay, I'm a Posadist. But anyway, so like, you know, uh, we were in her car, like at some point, because we were going to go to a show and I had shaved my head that night, you know, and I would. Like, I was like, man, I gotta, you know, but I had a hat on the whole fucking time. And when we're in the car, we're making out and shit. And like, I don't know how it came up, but I felt like there's a point. And it sucks that if you're a bald dude, man, solidarity with bald motherfuckers, because this shit's real, right? If you don't rock that shit, like normally where people can see it, it's something where it's like, you know, either, I don't know if I have a very, very good head shape. I've been told that I look like a pharaoh, you know, which is like, all right, cool. You know, <laughs> bald black dude, like royalty, I'm with it. But it's like a still, still a self-conscious thing. So like if you're not comfortable with it and you're like hiding it the whole time, revealing it to someone and someone and having to sort of explain like not just the baldness, but this experience, traumatic experience that you've been through, you know, point is to wrap the story up. Um, She, you know, her initial response wasn't like, motherfucker, you bald and like, take me a hot call. I'd be like, damn, yo. All right, bro. You know, it was more like, you know, she was like, it was kind of like an O thing. And then I think for. Well, I'm not going to tell this story. It's probably the biggest one that my tire blew out one night leaving her. I think it was that night, actually. And uh, I had to fucking go. She had to pick me up and go back to her crib. But anyway, point is, it was impactful for me because it was like uh, an embarrassing experience where the way you perceive yourself in the worst way, um, sometimes, even if it's not true, that can be reflected um, in the reaction of other people that you care about. You know what I mean? And like, that sucks. And I don't think she was trying to be like mean to me or anything like that, but it's just like revealing a part of myself that maybe I wasn't ready to do so yet. And uh, hoping that the response would have been a little bit more, I guess, favorable to what I wanted. I'm not calling her an asshole. She didn't do anything wrong. You know, uh, probably her having to pick me up from blowing out my tire was the most annoying thing, but I never <laughs> heard from her again. So that's my most embarrassing, uh, I guess, uh, story. She ghosted you because you got the smooth dome. Bruh, I got the smooth dome. I waxed this shit up. You could look in it and see your face. <laughs> pristine, like a fucking shark. You know what I mean? Nah, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I don't give a fuck, man. Because like now I'm just like, oh, dude, like, like I'm, I've, I've grown like uh, emotionally, like and kind of healed in a way. Not completely since then. Uh, and I don't give a fuck, man, because... Also, relationships suck. I don't want anyone. You know, mm. <laughs> I don't even want to be attractive to people. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> sorry, make that long winded. Uh, yeah, no. Sometimes I sometimes I envy people who are ace and and aromantic because yep. that's like a whole just spectrum of experience that you don't have to fucking worry about anymore. Exactly. Yeah, like just don't even fucking worry about it. You you don't have to have like like uh feeling of needless obligations to people 
you know yeah it's like oh i'm just gonna like fucking smoke weed and like stay in bed and jerk off all day and play like you know breath of the wild and like i don't have to like fucking be at this girl's house at like fucking you know four o'clock you know what i mean when i wake up at like i mean i wake up pretty early but you know you smoke weed and you fall asleep and you smoke weed and before you know it's like six (laughs) that's not good you know to maintain a sustainable relationship no don't be an asshole man i remember those days oh Mm. uh, yes they're they're current (laughs) (laughs) i've been in a bit of that too as the as the way to just try to fast travel through this this segment of darkness right now especially in the in the winter yeah uh that hey that's fucking that's tough though to to have you know, but be vulnerable in a situation like that. And then, I mean, that takes kind of some courage to do. And if it's something you're self-conscious about, like you've got to work yourself kind of up to talk about that. Right. And so I met like, that's the worst kind is when you're vulnerable and then you don't get that uh, response you would have wanted. And I think that would have been a better response of like some empathy on that or, or something. Uh, it's definitely sorry to hear that, but good to hear you've you've kind of come around to the you know the fuck it you've got your own back uh, mentality. I got my shit back, man. I'm on the trail, Billy's man. I'm fucking chilling. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like fucking rocking and still feeling existential dread every day I wake up. But at least I'm alive, <laughs> especially after the car accident. I'm fucking alive, man. I'm doing what I love. So yeah. That is heartening to know that even. You know, say this podcast really breaks and like we're really, you know, getting a lot of exposure and, uh, you know, that I'm still going to wake up and be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like it's like, I guess at the end of the day, it's uh, it's about doing what you love, man. And like I I always say this, I uh, I love humanity, but I hate people. But the opportunity to be able to talk to people and uh, just maybe make people laugh or think, uh, you know, and get like like a little paid for it you know what i mean like actually like kind of make a living especially uh being a working class person who like been dropped out of college and working in restaurants and being a dog walker picking up dog shit you know which that was one of the best jobs i ever had <laughs> but uh you know it's nice to be able to kind of uh do what i want to do man like uh you know talk to the people so appreciate that absolutely that's been it's certainly been keeping us 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 sane through this is, is our broadcast and i know there's so many times we're like we'll come into recording feeling like dog shit and at the end you're like oh, okay maybe uh maybe everything isn't heinous and horrible maybe it's actually a little bit okay maybe it's a little bit okay and like yeah. it'll get worse but at least i won't be alive when it does get worse now that's I've got, I mean. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i've got this goodness nugget right here i'm gonna cling to it yeah exactly (laughs) exactly exactly that's that's a good way to put it yeah it's like nestled in my heart and i keep it warm you know (laughs) i like that yeah yeah (laughs) well we've got some questions Arab, from listeners for you we have some relationship questions in the question box this is all to say i was waiting for you to say question (laughs) it's all right it's the other thing i know i fucked it up (laughs) Hey, yeah, it's the question box. I was totally prepared for that one. <laughs> the segment of the show where you as a listener can send your questions in to us and we will answer them. 
Can I, can I say like, something real quick? Uh, yeah. As a native New Yorker, uh, yeah, another choice that would have been good would have been 21 Questions by a 50 Cent. That would have been tight, too. Would you love me if I was down and out? Would you still have love for me, girl? It's <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> like, you motherfuckers, stop asking me questions. I'm not going to answer any of them. <laughs> like, I'm gonna lie to you, all, all of you people. Like, fuck you. I don't know what. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm a nice guy. I'll you can you can head to the link and send us questions, which we will ignore, and then make fun of you with Aaron for asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, Dude, gonna, y'all gonna cancel me? That's fine. Thank you. Please, please do release me. I'm done. <laughs> Question box. Uh, the if you'd like to send your question in, uh, we've got the link at our website rftb.me or in our Instagram bio, uh, Instagram.com/slash/radiofreetotebag, or Twitter at rftbpod. And as I've said before, please follow us there because I'm trying to figure Twitter out. We're at like 110 followers now. That's pretty cool. I'm definitely not doing a good job, so thank you for yeah. your support in that regard. Uh but anyways, well, a couple of these are relationship questions. A few of these are questions specifically for Aaron. Aaron, I figure we hit you with these okay. first. All right, sweet. Question for Aaron. What happened to the Vanguard Army podcast? Why did Resistance NWA want to disassociate from me? Oh, shit, man. Don't put it that way, man. They didn't want to disassociate from me. Uh, what happened was, uh, without giving too many, too many details, um, uh, my co-host and I got into a, uh, like a spat. Um, I think I'm going to speak for her, but I, I know that she was, um, working a lot and, um, she was very stressed out and, um, I can admit that I wasn't like pulling my weight, you know? Um, and, uh, she got in, into an altercation with, uh, somebody online and, uh, I am a diplomat. Uh, I am, uh, like, uh, not a pacifist. But, you know, I like dialogue, you know what I mean? And I uh, try, I reached out to him and um, we broke bread. But I think um, because of his comments and the spat they got into and sort of it was a, like, I mean, it was centered around race, you know? And um, she uh, kind of got upset with me and sort of was like, she she thought that I was... uh, appeasing to him for clout you know um and uh i was pretty much kind of done with like you know doing that that podcast i felt like uh it was a lot of work for both of us at the time and um a very like wonderful and smart person you know but just it just didn't work out so i just split ways and um andre uh my comrade from uh still from resistance he's my big bro and i love him and uh, I'm actually going to have him on the show soon, on my show. So uh, there's no, like, bad blood, man. You know, it's just uh, it didn't work out. And I went and uh, did something else. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah. That was a fucking hell of a first question. Sorry to come in. I, I wasn't no, sure. fuck you people. I'm not going to answer any more questions. Right <laughs> don't, don't ask me about shit that I don't talk about on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I try to be an honest dude, so it's fine. I was not familiar with the the situation, but I'm I'm glad to hear that worked out. All right, yeah. imagine saying you know, sometimes podcasts or any project if that starts getting to you in a negative way or like you know it's just not working out. Sometimes it's just it's best thing to stop them. Yeah, and you know I'll shout them out too, man. Follow Andre uh, Domise D O M I S E on uh, Twitter if you don't already. 
I think he's Brother Q. It's just handle and uh, follow Resistance Swamp. Like, you know, check him out, dude. It's fucking black media by black people for black people. Fuck you, white people, but you can listen if you want to. And you should. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they're good comrades, man. So check them the fuck out, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you get the fuck. So, yeah. Uh, he, here's one uh, for Aaron that's a little less. Um, I don't even know if that last one was combative. It's a little. This one's a little lighter. Oh, nobody can combat me. Fuck that. I'm a fighter, man. Let's go. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <was> good, man. <laughs> Square Are the you... fuck up, question askers. I'm from New York. <laughs> from New York. Drink coffee and water. <laughs> I'm walking. No, I'm kidding. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> we were uh, on the Patreon episode. We were just. Um, we were doing. Hey, I'm walking over here. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like when when people jaywalking. Like I was like the first time I heard that. I was like, "What do you mean? That's how people from New York walk. You can't. You can't fucking give me a ticket for being a New Yorker. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it even has a name, jaywalking. What the fuck is that? Some racist ass. You know what I mean? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> There's always Here's- that nugget where you like, you know, you look something up. You're like, oh, that's that's fucked up. That's Oh. Of origins. Oh, oh, it's, cool! It's all over the place. This, this goofy children's rhyme I remember is about <laughs> murdering people because the color of their skin. That's fine. <laughs> exactly. What a cool country and culture we live in. <laughs> it's a beautiful country. God, fuck damn. Okay, but lighter, lighter question. Yeah, here's, here's the here's the lighter question. Okay. Are you single and looking, or is there someone special? <laughs> that's more uncomfortable to answer than the uh i mean dude like i like i dig somebody man you know and like uh oh we talk about it later but especially like this person like our politics are very much aligned like in a, mm. a very very uh um i mean it's it's exact almost you know and that's encouraging um coming from my last relationship uh but we're not like exclusive. I don't like, uh, that's like a mutual choice. So Mm -hmm. I'm not really looking. I mean, I'm not looking for a relationship at all. Like, you know, but in terms of comfort and, you know, intimacy and all that, uh, yeah, I got that already, you know? So for sure. Yeah. And even if I I was, go ahead. Sorry. I I was going to take issue with the construction of the question. Are you single and looking? Or is there someone special? Yeah, motherfucker, I, like, do you live in Atlanta? Like, you think I'm going to fucking, like, you know what I mean? Like, have a long <laughs> distance or even I don't know you and I'm going to drive to your fucking house. You live in Buckhead and you're going to be a fucking axe murderer? Like, what do you, what do you, what, what do you, like, DM me. Don't fucking ask me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm being an asshole. Guys, I'm joking. Like, everything I say <laughs> is non-actionable parody. Like, I'm, I'm a sweet boy. <laughs> so, like, no, I'm not, I'm not looking. But thank you for the question happy you were interested damn that was my question and i'm disappointed to hear it oh good yo 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 (laughs) after this this, i'm coming to ohio hell yeah let's fucking go we're gonna gonna do it (laughs) midwest special time fellas is it gay to go to ohio is it (laughs) is it as somebody from ohio it's pretty fucking gay yeah yeah i would say so yeah 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 I'm kidding. <laughs> I have to keep saying I'm kidding because I don't think people like I don't get to like let loose and like be I sh- I mean I do sometimes, but you know, I don't like want people to think that I'm like, man, fuck these people. Let's go. <laughs> That's all right. I'm also we- kind of like anxious for the questions now. Now I'm like, oh shit. It's like taking <laughs> off my hat again. 
except it's my soul. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, here we, here's another one. We're, we're taking a hat off slowly. Okay. This is the last direct uh, for you. And then, a little. I'm not sure on the wording on this either. Or why are you a communist when communism arguably doesn't even exist? In parentheses, because it never has. Like, why are you a Christian? Right. Like, you would ask a Christian who believes in like the rapture and this like you know like ultimate atonement of humanity. Why they're a Christian? Right. It's because you're striving for ideals based on a set of moralities. My moralities are not influenced by some fucking ghostly apparition in the sky. It's fucking through materialism. I'm a fucking communist because at the end of the day, the only way we will overthrow the currently hitherto existing order is through seizing the means of production. Some people think that can be achieved democratically through electoralism, through liberal uh, bourgeois electoralism. I think that's, as a black person, especially, (laughs) like, it's just like... (laughs) Like, come on, nigga. We just had a whole fucking like. I'm sorry if you use that word. Actually, like, sure, it's fine. Y'all can edit out whatever. I mean, I don't care. This is like, you know, I'm being, <laughs> yo, like, come on, dude. Like, we had a, just had a whole fucking uprising over the fucking summer, like, in which nothing actually happened, despite the uh, the uh, supposed solidarity, right, of liberals, right? right? Not just like you know liberal constituents, yeah. voters, because those people came out as well. Like, you know, moms in Portland, for example, you know, which I'm sure there were some comrades there, too. But I'm talking about, like, elected officials of the Democratic Party. Like, What do you mean nothing happened, Aaron? Nancy Pelosi wore a Kente clause. I was just about to say, yes, you already know, Arthur. They led. (laughs) That that will make me, I can't even think about that. That will make me go the fuck off. I I despise the Democratic Party. I used to work for them, too. That's also why I'm a communist. I used to work for the Democratic Party. I know this shit doesn't work. Dude, I like AOC. I like Bernie. You know, I don't fucking go online and like fucking get mad at these people and like punch, like it's not punching left. I'm punching right technically, you know, for me. But it's like, it's because what the fuck did you expect? He's a fucking Democratic senator. He's not a Bolshevik, bro. Like if you're finding your solutions in the Democratic Party and somehow reforming it, which was what the DSA originally, that was a strategy with Michael Harrington, like, you know, changing the party from within. Not going to happen, bro. The only way it's going to happen is through changing things, through solidarity, right? Through collectivizing the trauma of living under capitalism and actively seizing the means of production and resisting directly against the capitalist class. All right? Absolutely. I'm saying, bro. And I'm a member of DSA, but at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? It's like the ideal that I strive for. I'm not going to see it in my lifetime, but as a Christian may never even see fucking heaven or the return of Jesus, rather. You believe in it, bro, because you feel that it's right. Except I'm not insane. <laughs> no, I'm right. yeah, if you're a Christian, that's fine, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm joking. Oh, right. But it's like you wouldn't ask somebody, why Why do you want a better world when a better world doesn't exist right now? Why it's, do the slaves yeah. not want to be slaves? Why do they want to be free, bro? Right. The fact that it doesn't exist is kind of the whole point that you have this ideology, which is like, why it's not just for. about the end state. It's about the process of getting from here to there. Right. Uh, you you so, think Republicans, right? Not just Republicans. You think like fucking like, like, you know, like neo-fascists and shit like that and proto-fascists ask themselves like, or they even entertain the idea of like considering like what they believe in or why they do. That's why they <laughs> fucking winning, yo. Like, what do you Can the like, fourth Reich happen? I'm not sure, guys. I'm losing no. faith. <laughs> well, it hasn't happened yet. That's the worst question you can ask. 
don't don't like if you're a socialist man like i say i'm a socialist because it's a i'm not every socialist is a communist but every communist should be a socialist it's a process right like you can't just dissolve the state immediately otherwise you'd be an anarchist right if that's what you believe Mm. in but like let's just get it straight about like the democratic party and like you know liberalism and what that is it's the gateway to fascism yo the only way that we can resist that is through direct action and revolution and it ain't gonna happen in my lifetime so i don't gotta worry about it really you know what i'm saying i could just talk <laughs> mike and just talk shit about you know, you know what i mean like no nah, i'm kidding but you know seriously though, <laughs> that, that's the answer to the question man. very good answer and if you're somebody like that who was who was kind of asking that kind of question I, I encourage you i don't know i'm i'm a fucking moron i'm not coming at you as some paradigm of theory knowledge but like read into that stuff that's kind of yeah it's in the definition of the thing. I don't mean that as like a slight to you, but like I did kind of get the impression you don't a hundred percent understand what it is. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like, seriously speaking though, without being like snarky and an asshole, you know, I encourage people to like, you know, DM me, hit me up. Like, you know, there's, I can just point you towards like maybe just not even necessarily books, but just maybe a website where you can explore like maybe basic links and concepts. Like, I don't think I'm the best person to explain it like to people all the time, you know? Um, maybe it's just better for you to read, read shit, you know, and if that's what you want, I can send you stuff too. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just to help the people, man, educate the people. That's what we need. Political education. It's key. That's, that's something I've been saying for years that our political education in this country is absolute dog shit. Like people have no idea, not only how their own government works, which I think is less important than understanding, uh, politics as a, as a class struggle. Well, how your boss, uh, like why your boss treats you like how he does. Why do you yep. have to even go to work, you know, to like yeah. earn like a shaving off of your boss's profits, which is returned to you as a wage. So you can go home, get something to eat, turn on your TV, go to sleep, pay your bills and all that shit and go mm-hmm. back to work the next day. So you can just die and pass on your debt to your children. Why would you want to live yeah. like that? Right. That's inhumane. Fucking wage slavery. Wage slavery, man. It's inhumane, man. We're not meant to live like that. So, yeah. Well, I'm can't... A so I'm a communist. Good fucking answer. Because it can be fucking better, I think, is is the crux of this. People are beautiful, yeah. People are beautiful and, like, not even naturally good, I'm saying. People are naturally cooperative. It's just to what ends. You know, no man, is, yeah, no man is an island unto himself. You know what I mean? I forgot who said that, but I read it in some book once. So. Sounds good. I really, I really enjoy that, that humans are inherently cooperative. That's a good way of thinking about it. Yeah. It's true. Speaking of cooperation... <laughs> what if we heard about an uncooperative ex that doesn't really explain the situation we're out we're talking about a relationship here tldr <laughs> i got burned by keeping in contact with an ex that i still have feelings for and i feel crazy i don't know when the hurting will stop my ex-girlfriend 2.5 years together one year apart told me about how her current abusive boyfriend tried to get her to experiment with some sort of sex act and on that she didn't elaborate and had a big fight about it with her boyfriend when she said she wasn't ready at this point i have not talked to her in almost a month and her last exchange felt very dismissive over a book she had loaned me that i asked her opinion on i feel that being trusted with that information and to be forced into a role of emotional support was incredibly poor form and makes me feel so crazy bad, especially when I don't feel like we were at that place of familiarity. 
and she knows that I still had lingering feelings for her. She knows it because when she reconnected with me over the summer, in the middle of the pandemic, she insisted that she is only looking to be friends, nothing more. Maybe this is my penance, since I could have been a better boyfriend when we were still together, but gathered from her grievances, I never treated her as bad as how the new guy behaves. I gave some thought, and I cut off contact and blocked her this time. I think I made the right choice, but I feel so awful that I want to crawl out of my own skin. But if I were to stay, I'm just going to keep getting burned by the torch that I'm holding before I'm entirely engulfed in flames. Good imagery. I don't have much of a question beyond how long I am going to keep feeling like shit, and I don't think anyone really knows the answer to that. So I guess I'm really just looking for someone to empathize and also to validate that her behavior was super awful. Looking for solidarity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I agree. That is super awful. That's a shitty position to be put in. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I went through a similar kind of thing with my last relationship where, uh, it didn't, it didn't work out, you know, and, um, but we were still in contact after we broke up and, um, you know, we're intimate a few times and I still loved her very much. Um, but you know, and this is not a similar situation that, you know, I like the line, like, maybe this is my penance since I could have been a better boyfriend while we, while, when we were still together, because I feel that way too. But I think that in my situation, um, you know, she told me that like, we couldn't see each other anymore, you know? And um, I took that time to kind of reflect and uh, realize that like, you know, man, you don't, you don't deserve to be with anybody who's going to hurt you or who you've, who you feel has slighted you in a way that uh, makes you feel like you you're obligated to stay with this person, but that, you know, is like wrong, you know? Um, and I think it's good to be honest about like the things that you've done. Um, but that shouldn't be a reason that guilt, that self guilt shouldn't be a reason for you to like stay with somebody who is uh, maybe emotionally manipulative, maybe a little bit fucking crazy. Maybe not. Hey, I'm getting a little too personal. But like, you know, you just like, don't do it, man. You know, the, and the, the hurt will last for, yeah, there's nothing you could do besides just like, try to be uh, more of yourself, you know, go outside, right. yeah. talk to friends, you know what I mean? It's COVID time. So I know the, you can't really be social, but yeah. And the hurt's definitely going to get, lo be longer the more you're engaging with this. Exactly. Absolutely. This relationship is over. It ended for whatever reason, but it's not. You know, you're talking about being a better boyfriend and stuff. It wasn't all on you. You know, you didn't like fail this gal. No. It just didn't work out. It sounds like it didn't work out in kind of a shitty way. Sometimes you try to patch things up. I've had the same situation. You, you got to break up. You still care about the person. You want to keep in touch. But a lot of times that's messy. And it's particularly messy. And did they say it was a year? It's been a year since they broke off. A year and yeah, a half. It's been a year okay. since they broke up and they were together oh, for oh, two they, and a half. Yeah, they were two and a half. Yeah, a year. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha long time yeah i mean that's a decent amount of time but uh, you know two and a half years that's that's about how long my longest relationship was i was still dealing with this kind of thing for like a couple years after it because it's yeah. like trying to stay in touch but it would get weird and then you feel crappy and you start blaming yourself and i think the ultimate realization i had was just like every all other things aside every time i talk to this person i feel like shit mm -hmm. right I don't think there's a situation where you should keep engaging with something that's just making you feel like that. 
And especially here when you're not obligated to do this, it's ridiculous right. to be like, oh, I have current relationship issues. Who should I hit up? How about my ex that we've been like having a dicey kind of, you know, uh, loose contact here? How about I come at him with this? Yeah. You're trapped with that. It's It sucks. Uh, sometimes an ex can be a really good resource for relationship things because they'll tell you where you fucked up true like better than just about anybody else but you don't owe that to anybody no um that's like the thing i really wanted to emphasize was uh where they said maybe this is my penance there is you owe no penance exactly uh you don't have to self-flagellate for this person um and you don't need to you don't need to keep contact if if it hurts you you got to not as a matter of fact right and I th I think hard cutting it is good too, because like, what are you going to negotiate? Hey, I can't. We can't do this. I can't talk about this heavy stuff. But we can stay in touch. It's just like that you know, there's work. no way that that plays out. That doesn't just get messy. You got to cut it clean. It, it like I mean, unless you're like looking at some fucking Hallmark movie where it ends like you know, like even if they separate, you know, she finds a new husband, starts a family. You know, he gets the job he wants. You know, he has a new girlfriend. Like he ends up coming to her fucking wedding you know what i mean and like yeah. it's fine now have y'all motherfuckers ever seen uh what is it uh 500 days of summer where there's that scene where fucking uh uh zoe de chanel's character uh invites him to this party after they breaking up like months ago yeah he's like devastated over this shit still and uh. there's this amazing directoral um sort of decision where uh well cinematography cinematography really is what it is where they uh, bifurcate the screen and split it up into two perspectives of reality and expectation and the expectation is that like they're going to get back together right um yeah. and it turns out the reality is actually no like she's like this is like their proposal fucking party of this guy that she's been dating and they're about to get married and she just invited you even though she didn't tell you she invited you because she still cares about you but she doesn't love you she's moved on and it's like that I always think about that scene because I love that movie. I'm a sap. Like it's a great film, fucking film, yo. And I love like you know Joseph Gordon Levitt. Like you know, like handsome as fuck, yo. Man crush, totally, yo. Um, <laughs> but like it's like you know you have this expectation of like what somebody is going to, how someone's going to react, right? And like you know if you just apologize enough, maybe, or if you feel sorry enough, maybe, or if they it doesn't work out with who they're with now, and it's like nah, the reality of the situation is that like man, you need to you need to move on, you know. You need to take your losses, your emotional losses. You know, be depressed for a couple months, uh, lay in your bed, and smoke weed all day, and watch Netflix, and fucking, you know, you'll get over it, and it'll be fine. Would you say that 500 Days of Summer is your favorite romantic comedy? Oh, hell yeah, because it's, like, realistic. Because at the end of the fucking movie, spoiler alert, uh, you know, she doesn't love him anymore, man. And he wakes up one day and uh, starts just, like, getting out of his depression by uh working out a little bit by uh, he's an architect i think uh so he starts drawing again you know he just starts like being again more of himself and that's the way you deal with like any sort of trauma I mean, real yeah. talk self-fulfillment yeah. baby you can't find any person who's gonna fill the hole in your heart it's never person shaped no. that might help a little bit but you, you gotta ultimately figure that self out by yourself and I like that ending for a movie that it's not everything came to and they were meant to be because that's not how it fucking usually is. It's Only not, thing you can count yeah. on is your own fucking self and having your own back in that situation. So cut off the contact with this person and put some 
put your time into something you like doing or a project or something that like is bringing you positivity instead of this. Cause this sucks. Yeah. Donovan, tor- what's your favorite romantic comedy? I wanted to get that in there. Uh, I like the movie swingers. Is that a romantic yeah. comedy? I would say so. It's been a while since I've seen it. I don't know how it's aged, but I remember watching that after a breakup and being like, Oh damn. Okay. I have a little, like, I, I felt a little like lifted by it. Like I can get through this thing. Yeah. Uh, so I'd say that one. And I wanted to say my favorite is an absolute fantasy. It's uh music and lyrics with uh Hugh Grant and Drew Barrymore. I've never even heard of that movie. Yeah, they, I don't they know were that. in the same film. What? It's, <laughs> yeah, they were in the same movie and they play like she plays like his love interest, which is a little weird because he's like nine million years old in the movie and she's like <laughs> I mean he's Wolverine, man. He like he doesn't age, man. He's been alive since <laughs> Civil War. Like even still, Hugh Jackman, you know, as an Australian, like, he doesn't look like shit. Like, most white people, they age and they look horrible, you know? But him and fucking, uh, what's her name, man? Fucking, uh, Elizabeth, um, God, dude. Uh, Elizabeth Hurley? Yeah, dude. Like, yo, like, I saw a tweet. Yeah. I'm, I'm still in this idea because I saw a tweet from Felix. And he was like, bro, it's like literally, like, you know, the, the fucking British people gave all of their vitality, <laughs> like, to this one woman, this person who's born, like, every, like, 200 years, who is literally flawless. And it's like, maybe her and, like, you know, fucking, like, from the Australian side, Hugh Jackman, because, like, white people age like shit. So don't be offended, y'all. I'm, like, kind of kidding, but not. You know? It's true. true. Just don't it's smoke true. cigarettes or, like, you know, live a shitty life and you'll look like God, you know? I mean, like. Nice. Me too. I lift, I I lift weights and eat carrot sticks. Oh God, you're better than me, man. I smoke cigarettes and drink beer. Jesus, that would be great. I don't do anything unhealthy. That's a fun fact about me. I live a perfectly balanced and healthy life. I tr- I enjoy a nice glass of uh, of uh, bottled water in the evening as opposed to <laughs> a beer, and just to feel the hydration. That's a buzz enough for me. Am I right, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, Fuck, just kidding. I have a brownie on my desk that I'm going to eat later. It's 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 from a company called Co- Total Cluster Fudge. Hey. The kitchen sink brownie with a layer of chocolate fudge brownie, a layer of blonde brownie with caramel and topped with M&Ms. Man, I'm kind of stoned. That sounds good, man. So that's my <laughs> uh that's my healthy choice for the evening. I'm probably going to shit. Smoke a cigarette after this. That's my uh that's Fuck my yeah. uh, evening meal, you know. That's my I last advice for this person. Then get yourself one of them brownies and a fucking pack of smokes and have a little you time. Like that, <laughs> fucking look out out the window wistfully. Get a white claw. Just contemplate the horror of your own life, but also the beauty <laughs> of it. You know what I mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> but also getting that lime flavor. You know, that's a festive contemplation. <laughs> ah, you got to get ruby grapefruit, man. That's like the best. Oh my god, the grapefruit was so god, fucking god. good. I don't know why I said lime because I hated the lime. The black cherry is the one I like. Black was cherry was good. Yeah, no, black cherry is disgusting too. It feels like I ashed oh. my cigarette. I feel like I ashed a cigarette in my fucking white claw with that. How <laughs> dare you on my own show criticize <laughs> my favorite white claw choice? It's like too smoked. Like it has like too much of the mm. smoke heavy flavor. I'm just like I liked it. That's because it's from the Isla region of Scotland. This particular white claw. It has <laughs> oh the- god, it just made it about the Scottish people, man. God damn, yo, they get canceled <laughs> being anti Scottish, man. I'm sure there's an adjective for that. Uh, Aaron, most people. Yeah. <laughs> or is that Irish? My bad. I don't know anything. Sorry. I always mix. I think because Gaelic's Irish, but I feel like it crosses over a little bit. Oh, I should know that it's things. Celtic is the word. That's, 
Yes, you know? you're anti-Celtic. You're a Celtic phobic. Celtic phobic. All I'm saying is, you know, most folks with their simple palates don't understand the smoky notes of the black cherry. They see it as a, <laughs> a black man can't like black cherry because his fucking palate isn't evolved enough to eye, motherfucker. I understand. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm thinking of motherfucker. Come on, son. Like goddamn, <laughs> man. Like can't a nigga not like black cherry? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Man. Just, just, I just wanted to stand up for the delicious fruit flavor. Cherry caucus. Where, man? I dig it, man. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're okay, all in well, the White Claw Caucus, but uh, hell yeah, yeah. We just got affections yeah. like the left man. We didn't fight. It's fine. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> fucking limes hate black cherries man <laughs> they gotta be about Never. the unity bro come on son we all getting fucked up man we all making horrible choices tonight just get with it man what's wrong with you <laughs> all right my bad go ahead the next question sorry 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 all right here's the here's the last one in here follow-up cue from you Salmondorf. fellas how do bra sizes work is it like a logarithmic scale is double D is wait, is D D short for double D? Women cannot explain this to me. <laughs> is D D short for double D? Is it? Yes, it is. <laughs> I only know this because uh I do um online order fulfillment and so I have to like go into the intimates department in order to get orders for people sometimes. And so bra sizes work like this. So the, say it's a 36C, right? That means that the band around the bottom of the bra, like with what sits below the tits, that's 36 inches around. Okay. Right. And then the letter refers to the cup size. The deeper into the alphabet, the bigger the cup size. So is that like, is the cup size like circumference or like, is that like also like an inches sort of thing? Like is there a metric to it? Like how It's the circumference it? of the breast. Okay, like, like measured with where the titty drops, like around like the waist, like measuring from yeah. like okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's like uh, like well, trigonometry or some shit. I guess. <laughs> yeah, there's some, there's some math involved. I'm bad at math, man. Like I'm just like I would I don't fucking know. Like I, I don't have titties. Like I I shouldn't. I mean you know I should know. Everyone should know. I just appreciate that this listener was like, ah, I've got some questions about bra sizes. Better ask this podcast of cis dudes to like, <laughs> bro, like are you 16? Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't fucking I'm 30 and I don't fucking know, nigga. Like, how would I know? Like, I'm a dude. I got a dick. I got a dick and a nine-year-old bird chest, man. I don't fucking know anything about I don't know anything about titties, man. Like, everyone should know about titties, though. I mean, goddamn, they give you life, but like, you know, like it's esoteric. One thing in here that is that is particular three throwing me is is double is DD short for double D because there's two D's so it's <laughs> double of D. But does the first D stand for double and the second D stands for D? That is a good question. Well, I mean D is like just the is the is the label of the size related to like their circumference of the breast and all that shit. So it's like yes, DD would not be double D. It would just be like she got two d's you know, like i guess you know what i mean i don't fuck, <laughs> like like math and alphabet shit i don't know like that's a d and question. a half that's a good question yeah like why don't we do that man like why don't we like, like d.5 you know what i mean like, Plus, are there double b's 
Oh. Right? There's like nobody see. You know what? That's a really good question. What is that show? Oh, when does it consumer just, fitting? Oh, next le- Yo, this is insane. After yes, I think is what. But isn't there like a double A too? But it's smaller. You want me to give you all the stuff? Yes. So, vomiting my male ignorance onto the population. I apologize. <laughs> no, we're working hard to figure this out. This is the point, though. I guarantee you. I almost fucking guarantee you that this met the system was designed by a fucking man. I almost absolutely designed by <laughs> some fucking white dude whose parents were from fucking England or some shit. Yeah. Some random fucking Nordic country. Yeah, his name was fucking Reginald Titslinger. His wife hated him because he was probably always just like, let me measure your tits. And like probably was a drunk all the fucking time and made a lot of money and left her for somebody else with bigger tits. I guarantee you that is the history. So we should abolish breast sizes. Like we should be on the, uh, what are we? The metric bread. No, I'm kidding. I don't know what I'm fucking saying. But no, I'm done with you. <laughs> I'm done with you, Brenda. You only have one D, but uh, uh, Cassandra, she has two of them. I'm leaving. You. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That sizes vary from one country to another. For example, oh. a U.S. H cup does not have the same size as an Australian, even though both are based on measurement in inches. The larger the cup size, the bigger the variation. Here's what I'm seeing. B C D D D D D D slash E F G H. Why are we just doubling up and tripling up on the D's in the middle for some reason? We have plenty more letters we can use. But also, too, it's interesting that it changes, even if the me- even if the measurement is the same and the unit is the same between countries. Just like they're still not the same, like classification of letter. So that also just makes me think, like, what what are y'all like getting into? Like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> purposefully, like, could you imagine, like, when you already got to travel, if your phone, which most phones do, you know, it changes to the time zone. Like now, like, you know, it's not even like a shoe size, right? I'm assuming where it'll say like US nine, which is like the UK whatever size. It's like, oh, you have to actually like be tortured, like as like a person with breast traveling to be like, oh, I just need whole new bras if I want them, you know. For no you have to figure out a whole new system. Yeah, man. It's just like that's probably first world problems, but you know. Jens, I'd I'd like to direct you to what I just put in the chat on the Zencaster. Just take, oh, take oh, a boy. That. Hey, titties. Titties are awesome. Yeah, <laughs> tip. They're life giving things, man. I wish I had I thought, I thought it was gonna be a link to like an exp like a history of the bra system or <laughs> something, but Peter has crafted two crude renditions of tits using parentheses and periods <laughs> in the chat. Despicable. Worship, <laughs> worship the boob, man. Life. <laughs> Life-giving. You got this, to. I, I know of no human beings that don't love titties. Everyone. Every human being I know loves titties. Everyone loves titties. Like, who doesn't? Like, I mean, come on. If I had titties, like, oh, God, man. Like, fucking play with them all the time. I would just, like, you know, just swirl them around you know what i mean just like that's cool man titties are awesome i have known gay men i have known straight women who love titties oh everyone loves titties and i even knew a titty that loved titties how about that (laughs) love each other very that's why they're always coming to you right arthur do you want to do we want to hit a couple of these reddit ones all right yeah yeah let's um Let's hit the the second one in our order because the first one. How do you guys go multiple rounds in a night? I don't know. Some people just like have a smaller refractory period. Answered. Uh, the second one. I like. Yeah, this one's got some meat to it. You want to read it or should I? 
hit it. I think I read the last one. All right. Is it rude to be sexually bi but romantically straight? So let me explain what I mean. I am sexually attracted to both men and women, but I don't see myself ever dating a woman. I'm attracted to women, so I would sleep with them, but I only see myself being in a serious relationship with a man. I'm scared that people will take this as rude because they might think I'm on the DL and low-key homophobic, but in reality, if I was romantically attracted to women, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I'm just not romantically attracted. Shrugging woman emoji. Opinions, please. This was posted by Senior Log seventy six. Hmm. Damn, like I thought it was. Word. I thought it was Senior Log, like just a Spanish log. It would have, it would have a, a, what's that called over the N? Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, God, I forget what it's called. Nanya. That, 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 oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, buddy. A little swoop. Okay. Well, Arthur, you kind of. I think you've talked about having a similar situation to this. That's absolutely that- the case. Uh, uh, I am bisexual, uh, but I am more romantically attracted to women than I am to men. Like I like, I like dudes for like short term things or for like a one night stand sort of situation or hookups. I like that, but I've never really dated a guy like on a longer term basis. I guess it- actually that's not true. <laughs> In the in the last couple of years, I did date a guy for longer than I usually have. But did you, uh, did you ever run into issue with it like this though? Like, was anybody ever put off by that, or like, what the fuck? Yeah, think you, you were know? manipulating them or something? No. Um. Well, actually, it's funny when I when I broke up with with this guy that I had mentioned. Uh, he said something along the lines of like, "This is why I never date bisexual guys." Uh. Uh, you were never actually gay, blah, 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 blah. I'm right. like, okay, fine, sure. Yeah, he the, sucked. It, the, the shit is on a spectrum, and we've said mm-hmm. this so many times. Like, your preferences are your own. There's okay. such a fucking variety of ways that, you know, your preferences can be lined up, and that's totally cool. Uh, you know, I as far as, like, the, the rude thing, again, it, it's your personal preference here. I think the only, like, rude thing would be and I don't, I don't know if this is, it's not really even specific to the situation, but like if you were leading people on. Yeah, you were yeah. lying to people, yeah. Right, I think that'd be really the only issue, but like, you know, no, you can just hook up with, you know, some people and, and not and, and not want to date them. Like, I, I get that. I mean, and I think you should make those boundaries like clear. Like, I mean, it's not maybe yes. comfortable or easy to make them immediately, you know, like you might just be hooking up with somebody and you don't want to be like, so I'm going to sit you down. And we're going to talk about like what our boundaries are here. No, that's weird, you know. But I think like you know, if it is like a situation in which you know that that uh, that person wants to continue this further, and you're not comfortable, you know, because you would rather date somebody of like you know another gender or no gender, then it's like fine. You're you like what you like, and you can't force yourself because by doing that, you would also be uh, torturing that other person and doing them wrong. So, like, you know, think about other people. And, uh, no, it's not wrong for you to do that. Just be honest. It's just yeah. being clear with the intentions. and yeah, Like you said, uh, Aaron, you'll have to have a sit down about it. But, like, if these things come up, it's I think it's always best just to be direct about what you're trying to do. You know, and some people aren't going to be into it. And you got to be cool with that. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, also, stay open to the possibility that if you, you know, you'd say – you know you're you're a lady you meet the right woman and uh just stay open to the possibility hmm. um 
But yeah, if it's not your preference, it's not your preference. Language that's all Yeah. Good on you for thinking about this stuff, though, and and asking about it, you know, because yeah. it can be tough to navigate these things and like what's normal and all that. Uh, but uh, we come back to it on this show often. There's not a fucking normal. Just try to be honest with yourself and other people. That's pretty much the best you can do. Hell yeah. Come yeah. on. We want to do one more of these. The fetish yeah. one. Pick, yeah, pick your favorite one. Oh, We're going to yeah. do the fetish one. Let's get that. Let's get that spooky music going. This question takes us to the paraphilia pantry. (laughs) 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 Did it make sense for me to do ghosts? Oh, perfect! Yeah, yeah. there were definitely ghosts in the X Files. It's basically there was a fucking wolf man. There was one with fairies. You know, there's any any number of billions of things. Shit, uh no culture well. Woo child villain. Was that? Let's see. The five worst monsters in X Files. Uh Spooky Ghost. Uh, uh Kathy Griffin twins. Amish aliens. <laughs> <laughs> a vampire who eats fat and a baby with a tail. That's the top five. No, those are the bottom five. Those oh, are the worst. Okay, okay, that makes yeah, more sense. Was with damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, Yo, spooky. That's that's some yeah, that's some supernatural ass shit, man. God damn, dude. I ain't judging oh. nobody. I'm just saying, you know, that's some primordial shit. But okay, <laughs> <laughs> retaining them lobed finned fish traits, there, my friend. You got that tail going. You can paddle in the water or come on to land to exploit. Both niches. Uh, incredible stuff. <laughs> no one else is incredible. I revealed my fetish to my BF, and I'm disappointed. We've been together for several years and lived together. I have known I had this uncommon fetish for quite a while. I thought I could ignore it, but I realized that I can't. It is the only way I can get off. I've never had an orgasm from sex. I enjoy sex, but it doesn't do a whole lot for me. Other than knowing he is satisfied. A little over a month ago, I finally worked up the courage to tell him about my fetish. The first couple times we had sex after that, he offered to indulge it, but only after he had finished. For the last month or so, he hasn't mentioned it, and I haven't either because I'm so embarrassed for some reason. I wish I had never mentioned it. Every time we have sex now, I just feel sad and neglected because I know if he were to reveal a fetish to me, I would have so much fun exploring it with him. I'm just confused and sad. Any advice or views from the other side would be appreciated. Thanks. And I was posted by just a throwaway. Uh, okay, this edit's important because we yeah. assume we're wondering what the fetish was. It so often happens with these Reddit posts about <laughs> like, I don't want to mention it. And then everyone like, in the comments, like, hey, you know? <laughs> we need the details. We need the fucking context. Uh, so it, like killing and eating people? Like, come on, we need a fucking right. Very different. Than, like, I like to get spanked. Yeah. <laughs> Very different situation. Let's go then. Come on. <laughs> So their edit says, uh, I didn't want to include the fetish at first because it's so weird, but it's heartbeats. I have no idea why, and I'm super insecure about it, but I do have a stethoscope and I want to listen to his heart. I've never heard of that. Nor have I. That's a good 
fun for us. That is, that is, I will say, like, right off the bat, that, uh, that is, to me, personally, that sounds like a beautiful kind of fetish, man. Like, you know, the idea that you just want to listen to somebody's heartbeat, you know, like, that's what gets you off. Like, I mean, like, I'm sure it's a situation, too, where it's like, hey, like, you get what you want out of it, we'll have sex. That doesn't do it for me. All I want to do is just listen to your heartbeat. And all you got to do is just, like, lay there and let somebody do that. Like, that, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not casting value judgments on this other person. He might have been a cool guy, but maybe I'm fucking weird. I don't think it's weird. I think it's kind of a beautiful thing. And maybe you should be a little uh, open. And if, you know, someone else, uh, don't feel bad if someone else is not into, uh, you know, what you're into, right? Um, I think that people have their own taste, man. Like, people got their own taste buds. Palettes are all different. So, uh, Yeah. Don't, you shouldn't feel bad about that. That sounds beautiful, but I'm sorry. That sucks. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, ideally, you share a fetish with somebody and you want your partner to instantly be like, fuck, yes, let's go for it. Let's do it all the time. That's mm-hmm. how I want to get off now, too. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the ideal when you share a fetish. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen most of the time. So uh, if the fetish is important enough to your sexuality and since you can't get off without it, it sounds like it is. Uh, then you have to reach the compromise. And he said that he's willing to do it after he gets off. Um, which I mean, that sounds like an okay compromise. Like I'm not like, yeah, like a a winner. It's like a submission. Like I'm submitting to this. Like I don't really want to do it, but it's an obligation. You know, it doesn't sound very enthusiastic. Which you know, that's understandable too. But yeah, I think you should be a little bit. You know, like uh, I don't know. Everyone's different, but uh. Maybe be a little bit open, you know, and yeah. indulging in what other people uh, want and what pleases them because it's something that you can do with no problem. If it's not, be upfront about it and not go I'm, I'm, I'm right. a missionary with her with her legs up and she's got the stethoscope on and she's got her, she's got it on his chest while he's plowing her. Mm. And like, it's like the, the variation in the heartbeat. I think that would be fucking awesome for her. Yeah, yeah, because that that where I was going was how to incorporate this shit into it. Because I get at the end, because it's like how how do you kind of pause and do it? But but that's a, I think that's a very good way to do that. That seems like, and it 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 kind of you can have it like within kind of your normal kind of sex experience there. So he's getting something out of it too. It might be like a little more I don't know enjoyable for for both of you in that way as opposed to being kind of relegated to the end but again you got to be direct with them and and tell them that's what you want mm. yeah yeah that's the uh that's the uh the uh dialecticism of it right <laughs> that's the synthesis right is that uh yeah you both the compromise you both get to kind of if you can find a way enjoy what you both enjoy doing you know that that sounds reasonable and also kind of hot and beautiful again i just can't get over the fetish like that sounds yeah so sweet yeah it's sweet and it's like just poetic in a way it's just like dude like i've put my head like after having sex with somebody or they've done to me like put their head on my like chest like their head on my chest just to hear my heartbeat and that's like a very beautiful thing to feel someone's inner ear you know like kind of tickling your chest you know what i mean while they listen to your chest rising and falling it's like yeah man are you are you a fucking sociopath like who wouldn't like that you know right there is, there is a vulnerability in that, though, true, that I, I, I think not everybody uh, is comfortable with, you know, in part because it is uh, off the beaten path here. Uh, 
you know, and, all, and also in part just because, you know, in, in introducing anything new for sex with people, if they're not into it off the bat, hmm. it'd just be kind of hard to, like, really get into this. If to you it's like, why the fuck do you have a stethoscope? This seems anticlimactic. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's another thing. Aaron, I think you did an extremely good job. You kind of sold me on this, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> I think kind of get across those, like what this is doing for you. Because it's more than just, oh, I just want to hear your heart. There is like that really kind of beautiful, like raw, just person-to-person connection there. Well, and I'm, I think getting that across is, might get them more on board. I'm kidding. I would say that you, well, I would know I wrote it, but no, I didn't. I, didn't. <laughs> I, didn't. I might try that shit now. I feel yeah. it. Yeah, I've done the I've done the you know ear on the chest thing too, but I'm surprised I've I've never heard about this at all in a fetish context. I feel it uh, as I am want to do sometimes with these um, these fetishes for the paraphilia pantry. I searched it on Google, heartbeat fetish. Uh, found there's no Wikipedia entry. There's no yeah. It's like this not is some indie shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was into um, heartbeat fetishism before it was cool. Um, and uh, I did find some YouTube or some uh, YouTube, some Pornhub videos. Oh, the other YouTube. Okay. The the one with tits and pussies. The one people um, like use more lately than not during the pandemic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, and yeah, live stream one hour and 10 minutes. The arch, my visible heartbeat. So it's like a video of this this woman's chest and apparently you can like it says visible heartbeat mm. you can see a chest moving a little bit yeah a little I bit can... and it, there's one uh of it's entitled visible heartbeat after orgasm and it's just a woman's chest uh fully clothed like she's got her shirt on and the other one she's got her bra on mm. interesting like, it's just it's just about the heartbeat that's too wholesome for this world, man. Bad wholesome, man. <laughs> bro, have kids, please, yo, because your kids will not be sociopathic, man, for sure. You know, that's not, well, hopefully not, yeah. We love some humanity. We'd oh. love to see it. Or it could be dark where, you know, you're like, uh, you get, <laughs> you're like, I'm going to tear this person's chest, their heart out of their chest and hear it. Put it up to my ear, actually. You know, then it's like, you got to, you got to find out which one. You know what I, mean? I love to hear it beat and then stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus oh, Christ. Not that one. Do the humanity yeah, one. And then the we're very one. cool with it. Do, do the good one. The non-murdering one. But I, I, again, I think get across the, what it does for you, the kind of emotions involved in it to your partner and maybe stress the importance more, maybe how to incorporate it uh, in like a more kind of seamless way into, into your sex experience. Uh, but good luck with it. And thanks for fucking posting this because this was a fun thing to learn about. Oh, that was beautiful. Oh, yeah. Uh, Aaron, I will, I will ask you as we draw to the end of the program, uh, to tell us where folks can find your stuff and what's coming up next. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, y'all can find me at uh, on Twitter at uh, Adam, like Adam Bomb underscore a pod. Uh, or, like, if you want to support us, you listen a couple episodes, you like it, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash adampod, and the podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. And the Trillbillies, like, if y'all didn't already know, you can find it on everything man like soundcloud spotify all that shit too 
And if you want to become a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash Trillbillies Workers Party. Uh, Trillbilly Workers Party. And uh, yeah, support us, man. Some comrades down south just uh, speaking real shit. And uh, you need to stop listening to uh, the motherfuckers up in Brooklyn, man, because I'm from there and that place fucking sucks. <laughs> I'm kidding. Those, those people are those people are cool shit though, man. I, I love I love uh, I love some of those folks, man. They're uh, the dope. Fucking, fucking Felix the other day, or I can't remember who it was. Somebody quoted a tweet on Chapo where they said, uh, 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 "John Ossoff is what Pete Buttigieg would be like if he was gay." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, like it is, it is literally like you know. Uh, I think, like living, I think. The whole dirtbag left thing now, man. And that's part of why, like, I got into it. It doesn't really matter, like, where you live. You might have a different perspective, right? You might have a different audience. But uh, if you're speaking to uh, not just truth to power, but making people laugh, uh, I think that's helpful. So start a fucking podcast. Just be, fuck yeah, be a little bit, you know. Like, Move to Philly. Yeah. Start a podcast. Little, yeah, start a podcast. No, dude, like hundreds of people now are gonna like start a podcast. You told me to. <laughs> I didn't tell you to. I said if you could do it, you know. <laughs> you got to make that judgment call first. Yeah, before you do. Yeah. Aaron, thank you again for coming on. It's been fucking great talking to you. Oh hell yeah, yeah. absolutely. We have a whole fuck. The audience is on their feet. <laughs> They're hanging from the rafters. <laughs> this guy's got four arms. He's clapping twice. I That's crazy. And walk out slowly, trip over the curtain, but you know, pull it off, man. <laughs> yeah, it was it was nice yeah. talking to you guys man uh i shared uh some shit that i've never said like you know on a on a recording and it was uh thank you for creating the space for me to uh feel like i can do that and uh, hopefully uh people out there uh you know got some advice for their uh hellish relationship because we should all <laughs> be alone really don't don't date anybody just be alone <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Embrace the darkness. The darkness is your GF now. You already born here, bro. Like we said at the beginning, man. Everyone is born in sin and uh in complete violence and reaction. It's it's maybe it's okay to stay alone. No, I'm kidding, y'all. Find somebody you love. Fucking just be respectful. Don't be an asshole. And uh, yeah. Don't Good be times. I 32M and my girlfriend, the void. Uh, <laughs> F. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, my partner keeps making me black out for a couple days and i come back surrounded by trash and empty ice cream bar wrappers what's going on here i don't think is this healthy yeah that, that's what most of my relationships the way they end they feel that way emotionally you know if i could use it's a true. metaphor yeah i'm like that's taking bad. my heart up off the ground you know to listen to it you know what i mean <laughs> you gotta do it and keep picking it back up and we keep trucking oh yeah because uh, it's better than not doing that in my experience you know what else we gotta do? What's that? Let folks know that our intro song is the song Hanging On by the band Nowhere, and that you can find their music at nowheremusic.bandcamp.com. Hey, and our outro music is the song Stephanie by the Hey Fellows. You can find them at Instagram.com slash the Hey Fellows or on Spotify. Search those three words, the Hey Fellows. Folks, uh big thank you for tuning in. Uh we do it for y'all. That's why we're here. The so for you, the listener to enjoy and uh i didn't i i think i exercised um just an incredible amount of self-control by not i'm not gay no more saying that <laughs> over and over again i forgot we had the soundboard oh, impressive that was, impressive that was good 
I fucking love that one. Another big thanks to to Mark Adkins for turning me onto that. Yeah. It's like jazz. It's the drops you don't hear. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, I love you. Thanks. Bye. Mwah. Bye. Yeehaw.